Mr. A here, saying, how y'all doing? Yo! Are you ready to rumble? Or should I say tumble? Cause I don't stumble or bumble like a Gregor Bryant gumbo. Standing on the ground, flat feet, burn, killing worms and charts. Welcome to the Rumble. We are back and better than ever helping you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. We don't want you sucker punch, so we're here each and every week helping you keep your guard up. I am Jeremy Lavelle with Remedy Claims Consulting at Claims Coach on Instagram and TikTok, and they just call me the mouth of the South. And alongside of me is our very own catastrophe queen, the Claims Dame, Miss Jessica Odell, and the salubrious solitiferous. And the satirically stylistic, the one, the only, Baby Cakes, Miss Donna Lavelle. How is everybody doing? That's good. The temps are finally cooling down. Oh, yes. Isn't it amazing? Yes. I've actually stopped sweating while I'm inside. (laughs) Right. Yes. You know, um, it is it is it is so much nicer now that it has come down a little bit. And I can only imagine how warm it gets for you, Jess, when you I mean, I I saw on Facebook and I and I I don't want to uncover anything here. But (laughs) Jess has been 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 soldiering it in the field out there in a in a travel trailer. Now, it's a nice travel trailer, but she's been living in a travel trailer for for a little bit. I can only imagine how hot that thing gets and how hard it is to keep it cool. And you probably have, you know, a a stable of generators running around out there trying to keep power going. So the, the cool thing about the one that we picked, thank God. It has two AC units. So there's one in the main living space and there's one over in the bunkhouse. So we just keep fans pushing around that AC. But even when it gets to be 110 outside, it's 85 to 88 in there. And forget cooking dinner. We don't even cook in the summertime. We just go out to eat. (laughs) That's what I would do too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We don't even bother cooking. Forget it. It's all good though. I would be innovating with ice packs and and, and swamp coolers. We've you know, got the architect plans and the interior designers almost done with figuring out our kitchen situation. So it progress is a common. The light is at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I, I and and once and kind of once you get the structure that barn dominium up, things go quick. I hope, right? Yeah, it will. Yeah, it'll go Good pretty deal. quick. Good deal. Well, what's going on in the world, baby cakes? Well, I have some um, facts. I've been scouring the internet for some interesting, interesting things. Did you know that cats are some cats are allergic to people? I hope they're allergic to. I hope they're all allergic to me. They, pro- I think they are. Now that's kind I of. I would cry. I would well, cry. Well, I cat and found out <laughs> Jess it was loves her critters. Me. That's for sure. <laughs> I love my critters. They, when they kill you in the middle of the night, it's not because they're evil. It's because they're. <laughs> because they're literally? surviving. It's it's they're straight up self preservation. <laughs> So, did you know that a group of bunnies is called a fluffle? No, it's not. Yep. It's called a group of bunnies. It's a fluffle. A fluffle? So if that's a fun word. Yeah. If three bunnies have a threesome, then it's called a what is it? It's a thruffle fluffle. It's a thruffle fluff or a fluffle thruffle. Man, I'm gonna get in trouble if thruffle. I keep trying to talk. <laughs> Fluffleupagus. Fluff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, did you know that the way you eat Oreos says something about your personality? <gasps> Really? Do tell. There are biters, twisters, and dunkers. What are you? A biter? I'm a biter. Dunker. I'm a biter. Biter? Yeah. I'm a twister. I'm a twister. I, you know, I used to be a twister, and I found it did no good because then I just simply am just a pull the top layer off her. 
that's a that's a twister. Yeah, but I'm not. not the, all the all the all the cream he filling seems to stay on one side. It's supposed to? Can you get it perfect to where none of it's on? Like, well, almost every time, almost never, almost every time. <laughs> so if you are a a fighter, you're easygoing and self confident. If you're a dunker, you're you've displayed your. If you're a dunker, you display more energetic and adventurous qualities. If you're a twister, you're sensitive and trendy. So if you're a biter, you're what? If you're a biter, you're easygoing and self-confident. Okay, that seems. <laughs> Do you know? That sounds any plausible. Do I know any dunkers? Yeah. No, I don't. Do you know any dunkers, Jessica? When I was a kid, that was about are it. They, are they more energetic and adventurous? Well, as a kid, yeah. For sure. kids, of course, they're energetic <laughs> yeah. and adventurous. They're oh, children. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. That's all I got. Then, you know, you get you get to be an adult, and you're like, I ain't got th- I ain't got time for this. I'll just you bite just it or twist it. it. <laughs> so, now, now, now eating Oreo- Oreos is going to give me a complex. Yeah. So that's good to know. Now you know, and knowing is half the bullshit. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much, baby cakes. That is awesome. Um, I wanted to hit the applause, but they all went to the bathroom. So I guess anyway, they're, well, just, not, they're just now coming back. <laughs> absolutely. Well, guys, we have got a very interesting show because we're going to talk about how the robots affect us. Um, we're going to be discussing AI today. I want to remind you that it is going to come to you in three separate rounds. When you hear this sound, you know that the round has begun. And when you hear this sound, you know that the round is over. I want to remind you that this is a discussion show. Jess and I are not actually debating. We are just down here dealing with all of the same stuff you are because it's you that's really in the rumble day to day trying to figure out how to play the carrier's game how to beat the carrier at their own game how to do the things that you need to do to get your clients paid so um we're going to get into it and round one starts right after this Public adjusters, listen up. It's Jeremy Lavelle, owner of Remedy Claims Consulting, host of the Rumble, and most importantly, your claims coach. Public adjuster training is one of the hardest things to find. Sure, you can take some online seminars, you can show up to conferences, but none of them tailor training just for you until now. Whether you need to learn how to estimate, scope, negotiate, or prospect, I can help you drill down on the skills you want to develop. Maybe you're just starting out and you need to learn the claims process from a to Z, or you're just wanting to help are you just wanting help on strategy on a specific claim? I can help you find the traction you were looking for and learn how to truly control the narrative in the ever-changing world of claims. You can reach out to me directly at 888-596-8772, or you can find me on the web at remedyclaims.com and just click Get Started. That's 888-596-8772 or remedyclaims.com and click Get Started. You can even shoot me an email at jeremy at remedyclaims.com that's j-e-r-o-m-y at remedyclaims.com it's time to move your career to the next level and uh round one would be sorry (laughs) i always do it it's like i get so excited to get to (laughs) i'm not i'm not cutting this out i know you're not (laughs) Every time I think you're going to cut something out, you don't. Round one, what is AI and where is it going? Well, I will tell you the first place that I think it showed up, that I see a lot of it show up, is like uh, on chat GPT. I think that's where it kind of, I think that that's where it became widely, people were widely aware of AI. I think that's what a lot of people think of. 
Um, there's a ton of different services that you can get out there that use it for, I mean, anything that you can possibly think of. But um, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you know, but I just want to make sure somebody's not sitting in traffic going, what is AI? It's artificial intelligence. And it is becoming incredibly powerful and prevalent within not just public adjusting or adjusting or insurance, but it's in, um, you know, it's just in society. You're running into it everywhere. That's something different. Yeah, that is artificial intimidation. Yeah, it's very different. Okay. That is not what we're discussing. Okay. Um, speaking of sucker punches. Um, <laughs> it happened when I wasn't looking. <laughs> um, no, uh, the biggest place, and I think I'm just going to kind of deal with the big fat gorilla sitting in the middle of the room and talk about things like chat GPT and um, friend of that. There's a lot of different services that you have out there. I know Jasper's one of them. Um, there are, there are good friends of mine that are heavily involved in it. I think, um, Sarah Parker has, has, uh, has a full teaching on, on artificial intelligence and artificial and artful art, artful, artful. Mm -hmm. it's both artful and it is artificial, artificial intelligence and how we're using that. But I want to kind of talk about sort of, you know, the power behind it, you know, this, these, these are a lot of things that you can use it. I love it personally as a, as a comprehensive research tool. I think it's fantastic yes. as a research tool. It's like, are I you using it as a research tool, Jess? Is that how yeah. you're using yeah, I, it? So in my previous life, when I worked for the department of defense, um, I was an intelligence analyst and one of the jobs that I had was called open source research and analysis. Um, I used to have to scour the entire internet using Boolean logic. So, you know, this word and that word in order to return exactly the type of content or whatever that it was I was looking for. Um, or if I wanted, you know, every article that talked about a dog or a cat, I'd have to do dog and then capital O and then capital R cat, you know, or certain things in quotations. Like there's, there's this whole thing called Boolean logic. So, but where chat GPT, i just stink and love it is it uses natural language, natural language processing. So instead of having to use Boolean logic, which is kind of, I mean, if you want to think about it, uh, kind of like a, an equation, right? So that when it's scouring the internet, it can return back to you, you know, the most, you know, like an accurate, useful result. Well, with ChatGPT, instead of you having to use, you know, key terms, key phrases, you know, parentheses or quotations or a colon or whatever, you don't have to do that. You can use natural language and it understands you. That is what makes, I mean, that just, that it makes it become superhuman uh, to a degree because it can not only go through and scour the internet in seconds, um, and I believe right now, ChatGPT, I know 3.5 is only as uh, recent as 2021. Um, so if anything has come out between 22, 2022 and 2023, it, it can't pull that. But pretty much everything else on the internet before 2021, it can pull. Um, it returns to you in a way that it, that is a natural language. Like it's having a conversation with you, but it's vetted. It's, it pulls it from sources. Um, so, but you give it a prompt too. Like there's a way to use it using natural language when you ask its question, you know, 
ask a question. So, you know, you give it a role to play, like you're a public insurance adjuster. Then you say you have to write a rebuttal on why overhead and profit is owed on a claim. Um, you know, you so you give it a lens or a role, you give it, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever. And man, the stuff that it returns to you is amazing. Um, so yeah, the sky is the limit, uh, when it comes to doing, you know, online, just online research. I, I have used, again, that is pretty much how I use it. I use it as a research tool. Um, I have found just sort of playing around with it. And it depends on the service that you're using. Like if you try to Mm -hmm. pick like a socially polarizing topic or whatever, it does have biased leanings to it. Now I would say by and large, it's unbiased. You know what I mean? It has some, but it, 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 it's based off of the information that, 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 that it's grabbing. And so you have to understand Um, I am not going to pick a topic in any kind of way, but conservatives are more likely to make a video. They're not more likely to write a blog They're, um, You know, it's it's where the because remember, it is secluded to the Internet, which I feel like is a lot of information. But, um, you know, you're not I mean, most of the time, conservatives are not more more. they're, They're less activists and they're more they're a little bit quieter about the way that they go about things. Whereas you get into more of the liberal response, they tend to be a little bit more socially active and a little bit more vocal about how they think about it. So you get the information that you get back from it sometimes can be a little bit on the bias side. That's the one warning I would give you. Um, If you're, if you're dealing with it, if you, and it also kind of depends on who's feeding it the information, right? Because AI, AI is, is taught basically i mean you have to understand that it is given a certain amount of information and it uses that information that it gives as far as the parameters go and i and i am no i am i am no authority on how that thing works but i have found when i seclude it to like the insurance world one of the things it does for me that i love is i'll take an email that i've written and i'll copy and yep. paste it into chat gpt and it's like clean this up yep clean this yes. up you know, make this more organized, make this a little bit easier to read. What I what I can't stand is when somebody copy and paste a a research prompt and copy and paste it as an argument. And I see a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they 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 plagiarize. They plagiarize it. And I'm telling you, it is becoming easier, easier and easier to tell that it is a that it's being plagiarized and so because it's got a tone to it i'm going to tell you that it's got a detectable tone have you found that it's got somewhat of a detectable tone the 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 ai language especially chat gpt it it does it also depends on the prompt that you give it sometimes i found like okay man this is still way too wordy it's it's almost it's almost too human like be a little more robotic and let's cut this down to meat and potatoes. <laughs> so there have been that, times that where, limit. yeah, what's that? It's like they're trying to hit that word limit in their class or something. I don't, I don't know, but there have been times where, you know, we've, we've used it and, or I've used it and, you know, the response that came back is just, it's, it's too wordy, but, but the whole premise of what it is, it's machine learning, right? It's, it's the machine, the, the, whatever the, the brain of this thing is, is learning through recognition of patterns um, where it's going, I, I know that, I'll, I mean, we're just talking about chat GPT right now and some of the, uh, you know, I'm, 
hoping we get into some of these other ones, but we, yeah, I, going yeah, I don't wanna, yeah. is, is, you know, it's not just marketing, like marketing is, is the big thing right now, but in insurance where AI is going is they want to use AI and harness its ability to do, you know, pattern detection and pulling of vast amounts of data to do risk analysis, predictive risk analysis. They want to use it to detect fraud. So, I mean, they're, they're teaching the machine, if you will, or this artificial intelligence to, to, to do that already. And that's, that's where it's going with claims and with insurance is, and then through use of chatbots and through use of, you know, virtual inspections and, and through use of technology, automated image analysis is one, you know, that's where you can, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure you guys have heard of Roof Hawk AI, but, oh yeah, you know, that's, that, that, that thing's amazing. I, at first I thought it had, you had to have a, have a special drone or you have to have this or you have to have that. No, no. it's any, any drone with 12 megapixels or more, you take a photo 10 to 12 feet away of a slope up, you know, at each slope, then you go to your app, upload all the photos and it can scan a whole slope in less than a minute and identify all of the areas that are in question in a speculation. Right now I, I want to point out that Roofhawk well, AI you know? last I spoke with the boys at Roofhawk. Okay. And oh, okay. one of the, one of the, uh, and it's been a little bit. I, I mean, I I wouldn't go as far to call the conversation recent. You know what I mean? Um, Roofcon. Huh? Was it Roofcon last? Was it Roofcon? Um, I don't remember exactly the last. Well, no, no, it was IRE. IRE. IRE is the last time I spoke yeah. to him. But um, that was here in Dallas. That was back in the winter uh, or the early spring. Either way. So Roofhawk, Roofhawk is an incredible tool, but they're still even billing that as a sales tool is what they're doing. It is still not because it's going to have to get in. It's going to have to get north of 95% accurate before it can be used as a documentation tool. Now, one You're of right, the things I think, that – go ahead. I think it's at 90, I think it's at 93% or something. It's so close. I remember I it saw really a scientific – I saw a scientific or technical publication about – and it's not Roof Hawk. I just meant te the technology in general. Uh -huh. I'd be right. I think it was only at 93-something percent. Well, and we're seeing more. still pretty fascinating. It really is. I think the, the combination of AI and like thermal imagery and things like, because you're already seeing thermal imagery drones. And I actually talked with the guys at uh, Roofhawk about incorporating thermal image, in, imagery in order to detect, to detect hail damage. <gasps> the difference between what a blister would be, being able to help it get more exactly. information that kind of thing. And they literally told me, and you'll appreciate this, um, our resident Department of Defense expert here. It's like <laughs> the thermal imagery exists, but the public is not allowed to have it. Um, <laughs> so they've got the, 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 the ability to do those kinds of things. Cause I did a little bit of, a little bit of stuff with thermal imagery helping me detect hail damage. And I actually took some photos of what hail damage looks like and the temperature difference where granules are and where granules aren't. And it lights mm -hmm. up like a Christmas tree. Now I'm not telling you to go out and turn that in as proof because it is certainly not accepted by the carrier at this point in time. And if you don't have an infrared certification, you don't need to be turning it in as documentation yep. anyway. 
I use, again, I would go back to even our, our, our previous episode and some of the places where we talk about thermal imaging. I use it to help me locate. And that's basically it. I don't turn it in as fact. I just help it. Right. It helps me do my do my job. And that's what Real I thing. would say roof hawk is really good for you can especially when you got a steep and tall roof maybe you can send a drone up run it through roof hawk and go okay when you get up there and you have to tie a rope off to your ass this would be the point where i'd want to tie it off because this is where damage looks most prevalent so that you're not hanging hanging on for for dear life looking looking in an area that's not going to be that that damaged and so i think it is incredibly handy there and again before it becomes irrefutable documentation it is going to be a great discovery tool and i think that that is probably where i would be looking at it um i'm looking forward to ai being able to recognize different things like you know like maybe you run into a fire you can send a bot some kind of robot and, and what i mean like is um you know, you've, they've got technology now where you can send like these little, um, like little rovers into into areas uh -huh. that, that may not be safe. You know what I mean? Whether right. it's you've got sure. severe water loss and it can take these images and see these things and detect all of these because these cameras can detect things that your eyeballs cannot. You know what I right. mean? And it and it will learn different patterns and how whether or not how it grows those kinds of things. There's a lot of different things that AI is doing now. One of the one of the places where I think it is safe for you to go ahead and use it and, and go ahead and employ it, and we'll get into this more in round two, is marketing. I think marketing, especially for you guys that are that are solo people, do you know what I'm saying? It can be it can be very handy um, when it comes to your marketing efforts. If marketing is something that you do, I don't do a whole lot of marketing for fear that it would work. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I asked yeah. Jessica a few episodes ago, it's like, when's the last time you had no claims to work? None whatsoever. You know what I mean? And so broke as hell. So, so, I mean, other, but other than chat GPT, so Dolly, D-A-L-L dash E is a fantastic AI tool that helps, that can help like you, even like what you were saying, solo people generate images that they can use for their social media, for their marketing, you know, you can send it off to Vistaprint to have it printed or, or whatever the case may be. But allegedly, you know, I haven't really played around with Dali too, too much, but it, allegedly, it, it advertises that no two images generated by Dali are alike. So whatever you get from it is yours, if you will. Right. Um, you can use Tome, T-O-M-E. Um, that is a fantastic AI generated uh, a use of or generates PowerPoint presentations for you. Oh, so, cool. yes, sir. I've played around with that one a few times. Um, it still leaves some things desired. I mean, there the, are very basic PowerPoint slides, but you can always I mean, at least gets you a 50 or 60 percent solution in a matter of 30 seconds to a minute. And then you can go back in and you can add on. And then the last one, like you were saying, was is Jasper. Man, that one I haven't subscribed to it. Um, and but but that's the one where it can help you with your social media content. It can help you with the social media, like how often it goes out, through which avenues. Is it through email? Is it through Facebook? Is it through Instagram? But before you even get to use it, it asks you to spend time with it to teach it your voice, your way of talking, if you will, how the words you like to use as you're communicating to your audience. And then there's another one that I completely forgot the name of, 
but it will actually generate training videos and you can give it the option of giving it doing your training video. So you upload the, the, the script and it either assigns it a computer generated human being to speak your script and train, or you can upload yourself. That's the part that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is getting creepy. <laughs> well, I, and, and I, and I think we kind of leached into round two a little bit there, but my final thoughts on it, it's like, guys, it's not going anywhere. Nope. So, Learning how to incorporate it into your business is going to be really important because you'll get left behind. And I'm not just talking about from an information standpoint. I'm talking about it's the way business is going. Um, but yes. we're going to get into different ways to use it in round two because it starts right after this. One of the most difficult claims you can work is a contents claim. It requires extreme detail and significant documentation. Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services is the expert you need on your side. She will handle on-site evaluation, inventory, photo documentation, pricing, and overall contents claim organization. She will work with your team beginning to end so you can focus on the rest of the claim. Do your client a favor and call Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services. You can reach her at 515-783-1434. That's 515-783-1434 or find her on the web at monarchclaimservices.com. Round two, feast, way to use it. Okay, so we were talking about all of the different services that you can get into, you know, whether it's RoofHawk AI. Um, I, I fully anticipate carriers moving into the use of AI to have a more consistent response, especially in the climate that we're in right now. I am really interested to figure out how we're going to argue with it do you know what i mean like i mean obviously um it is going to bring some much needed continuity to claims handling i think what do you think about that i mean that's a really good question i think i still think it's going to be you know Big Red has their version of AI. Big Blue has their version of AI. And, and their guidelines are still a part of that. They're, I, I still think there's going to be that. It's going to be hard to get away from that. Um, what I do think is that what I could see happening is more claims responses will reach insureds through the use of chatbots. You know, an insured uh, logs I in. Think, and yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think the insured, piloting claims, yeah. FNOL is going to be done through it. I bet you. I think you're right, for sure. I really think that they're going to, they're, they're finally going to get around the, I haven't spoken to my adjuster in four weeks. Uh, you know, it keeps getting reassigned five times. The chat bot, I think, is that first line of defense, which will, you know, and a lot of those questions can be answered by AI. I mean, they really can. You know, they're basic claim handling questions. The insureds are lost and don't know what to do next. Um, so having those chatbots, you know, tuned in to the, the, the most often asked questions and, you know, those pretty standardized responses, I, I think that those are going to happen rapidly, which would then free up those desk adjusters and, and other, you know, members of the, the teams doing the claims handling to get kind of more into the 
I guess the discrepancy phase. Okay. What, what, what's really going on with the, the rest of this claim? We got through the initial push. Now let's get through the rest of it. So I do think the first part of claims handling is going to be streamlined and, and maybe faster and, and better customer service to the insured, but there's still going to be guidelines. One of the things that I want to see, and I know this is already available, okay? It's a matter of how do I integrate it and then educate my client on it. That is probably the bigger thing. And I guess before I educate my client on it, I would have to be further educated on it is creating an AI, um, an AI tool for remedy claims. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, where you can get, you know, general claim updates. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, I would have to be good about actually updating my system, which I'm terrible about. But They're not getting any updates. I mean, you know, if they <laughs> – but, but the idea is, is that if I can quit answering those phone calls – and they can, and when they when they call in and ask, and I know that there are solutions out there, portals, and everybody's going to give me all of these. It's like, yes, I get it. That's that that's that's all. Yeah, I know, I know, it all exists. I get it. I understand that all of that already exists. I'm not arguing that it's there, and we have it, and they can go in and they can log in and they can kind of see where their claim is. But a lot of times they can log in and look at it, but they still want to talk to somebody. Yes. They want to get the yes. feel of what's going on. They want to, you know, it's like what sort of you know, what, what did you, you know, it's like spoke with desk adjuster, you know, my note is going to read something like spoke with desk adjuster. They're going to be sending it up to management for approval, blah, 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 blah. But that is a very generic, very benign right. sort of note yes. that yeah. doesn't mean a whole lot to. So what, it, how did they sound? What did they, you know, what sort of information? Right. And one of the things that I want to do is be able to quit answering the phone unless you schedule a time to speak with me and I can schedule those 15 minute phone calls and I don't have to go, okay, got you down. But my, my AI tool basically schedules that call, sends out the zoom link and reminds me no matter where I am, my phone rings or whatever the case yep. may be. And AI has the ability to do that. That That's is right. one of the place where I really want to use it. So it streamlines sort of the, the, the communication gap that exists between a public adjuster working 14, 15, 16, 17 claims. And if you have more than that, you're working too many claims. That's what I would tell you um, because you're probably not giving claims as much attention as they need. But if you're working between, you know, 20 claims or so, if you're working that many claims, the ability to, even just verbally tell your chat bot, hey, I spoke with the, I, I, you know, verbally tell your AI, hey, I spoke with this desk adjuster. I'm pretty encouraged about the response that I got. This is such and such and such and such. And it's more of a verbal thing rather than sit down behind my computer and type it in. You know what I'm saying? And I can have a conversation with my with my uh, with my AI tool that basically says, this is kind of what I think. This is my out. This is my out. This is my outlook on everything. I do think it's going to be a little bit long, whatever the whatever the update is. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah, having to field a bunch of questions afterwards. And I know there's a lot of our, the CRMs that PAs are using out there are, are now integrating an AI chatbot feature. I have not yet tried them. I know, uh, I think Job Nimbus might have come out with a, an AI chatbot. Um, HubSpot is another one that does have it. Um, I'm still not 100% sure if my case does. I haven't used my case in a while, which used to be my favorite CRM for PAing. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you've if you've seen a little button for it somewhere on Claim Wizard as an add-on. 
I, but they're all, I, they're all coming. They're all coming. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're all coming because it, it'll differentiate the one that doesn't. You know what I yes. mean? What's your differentiator? Right. Well, my differentiator is I don't have the technology every other platform does. I know that, um, I mean, you're going to see it. The, the the biggest issue, like I think the reason some of the things that are slower a bit on the PA side, and guys, just brace yourself. There's less than 10,000 PAs in the entire nation. Okay. And so when you have less than 10,000 of anything, that's a very small, thin market. So you're not going to be, and then we're divided among however many CRM platforms or file management platforms that are out there. You're not going to see a huge increase in technology. And so it is, it's going to be slower for us as, as you know, when we're trying to get caught up to something like HubSpot. HubSpot is going to be on the cutting edge of everything that goes on. You're also going to pay for those things. So expect a, an increase in price on how they go about it. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to do is take my phone calls, you know, or take those text messages, be able to handle those things and get those interactions. And then if nothing else, schedule a time for me to call them back. Even if you're not telling them, it's like, hey, you need to call these people back in the next 24 hours. I've put it on your calendar for tomorrow at 2 p.m. to reach out to XYZ client, you know, and so it's on my calendar and it helps me time block and make sure that I'm getting around to things because, um, as much as I hate living in a world where I'm stomping out fires all the time, I, I get I get pulled into that because when you start dealing with the urgency that comes from other people and they're wanting answers and you get a bad um, you get a bad answer from a carrier or something like that or something that just really kind of moves an entire claim sideways, sometimes it can take up a whole lot of attention and a whole lot of time. When you're expecting, you know, a hundred thousand dollar payment from a carrier, and it comes back at forty, and you are frantically digging through the documentation and why they're saying that they're not trying to, why they're not covering something, you're going back, you're looking at policy, and then you realize that you're dealing with somebody that is, you know, one hundred percent operating off of guidelines, and and they just like they've completely missed endorsements. There's a ton of different things that we all run into as public adjusters, but finding those things that help you manage your time—that is what I like as far as AI, where to use it—is in time management. And there's a really good tool out there that I like a lot called Motion. Motion absolutely helps you. I mean, it's like time blocking on steroids, Jess. Um, I was. I, I saw it in my marketing feeds for a long time. And one of the biggest reasons that I saw it is because I suffer from chronic procrastination <laughs> and I live in a world, if not for the last minute, I wouldn't get anything done kind of thing. So I got very tired and I mean, it weighs on my, and just a little bit of transparency here, people who suffer from chronic procrastination have a lot of mental health exhaustion a lot of stress. It affects sort of their entire mood of the day. And that was one of the things that I was really trying to address in my own existence was making sure I understood this. Well, motion will detect when it is you actually like to work. And then when you're absolutely working, it then oh. schedules these tasks and you kind of tell it, how long does it take? So just beginning to end on a conventional claim, let's, for example, say, how long does it take you to work, work a claim from 
And, and, and by that, once you're documenting, I'm not talking about field work. I'm talking about when you sit down behind the computer, how long does it take you to get all your research done, put your report together and submit to the carrier from the time that you sit down out of the field? How many, how much time does it take you? That's a good question. Um, and I know the answer the is it depends, but I'm just asking. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to give you a ballpark. So, yep, yep the field part's done, of the field report's done too, or no? That's no, this, all, yeah, you know. basically you've got pictures, you've got to label the photos. You okay, do so all you came out of the field. Yeah, now you got out of the field. From that all the way through desk adjusting too and, and writing rebuttals and final demands and everything, I, I say maybe 40 hours in total. 40 hours in total. Okay, so fair enough. So it's going to take me, and I'm going to drill this down. I'm going to get a little bit more granular. The report that I submit to the carrier, generally by the time I'm done with all of my research, I've written all of my narratives, I've completed my field report, I've labeled my photos, I've estimated my claim, because I write oh, all my own estimates. I do all you're of that. You're talking about like a whole proof of loss package. A whole proof of loss package. I guess that's better. Oh, okay. How long does it take gotcha. you to do a proof of loss package? Four to eight hours, depending. Four to eight hours. That's exactly yeah. that's what mine is. And depending on the claim, I'm going to take yep. a look at it and go, okay, this sketch is going to take me a while. I, I just look at kind of what I have to do. I've got 300 yep. photos. I, I label about 100 photos an hour somewhere in that neighborhood, um, depending on my copy and paste ability of it all. You know, we're looking at about 100 yeah. photos an hour. <laughs> Yep. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just my, that's my thing. Yep. And then it's, you know, I write, you know, depending on the estimate, it's going to take me anywhere from if it's just a roof that takes me about 15 minutes. I spend more time in the administrative portion of this is yes. the claim number. This is the Agreed. overhead and profit. You know what I mean? But it, it <laughs> yep. takes me, you know, 10 minutes to write a roof estimate. I mean, it takes me no time at all. I mean, I literally could do that in my sleep. So, and you know, but by the time I'm done with it, it's going to take in anywhere from four to eight hours. I'm going to look at the claim and I'm going to go, okay, this claim is going to take me six hours. Now, being a procrastinator, I get distracted easily too. So I will yep. move off and move back. And so what it does is it breaks those things up into measurable time slots. And so you're going to spend an hour on this claim and then you're going to move off of this claim and move to this claim. You're going to move off of this claim. And so it breaks it up into these measurable time slots and motion will do that for you. And if you're like me, I go through phases where I work from eight to midnight. You know, that's when I sit down and want to work and it allows you to set your working time based on the week that's coming up. So if you know that you've got a ton of meetings and you're out so you can go and block off your schedule, if that's something that you're good at, it in integrates with your My Outlook calendar or your Gmail. So it only works with Outlook or Gmail right now. So, okay. I just, cause you've got me like, what? I need to look into this. Okay. So I see usemotion.com, ai.motion.com or motion.ai. Which one? I believe. Hang on, oh, usemotion.com says it manages calendars, meetings, projects, and tasks in one. Increases use productivity by 137%, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so this is one of the places. Interesting. That's a very personal place where you can introduce yes. AI into your world because it shores up some of the things. Like for me, again, I am I am I am very distracted by shiny things, and Squirrel. it allows. Yeah, it <laughs> where. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me somebody still watches Disney once in a while. <laughs> um, you know those are those are 
those are tools that are out there. And I think when you begin to implement these things that sort of shore up your weaknesses, that would be the first place that I would find AI to help you when you don't necessarily, because the first thing I would tell you, if you're trying to hire, you hire people, you hire people to do stuff you don't like to do. That's the first place that you hire somebody. The next thing you can do is if you can't hire somebody, you can pay $30 a month and they it will help you block off these, th these tasks, especially that you don't want to make time for. If you suffer from procrastination, realize that 35% of America does too. You're not alone. I, here's another one that I would say run out. Now, I don't know the security situations behind some of this. Okay. So I have not done that deep dive, but we as an industry need professional headshots, professional freaking headshots. And it needs to go on our CVs. We need to be updating those two. You know, we have some awesome, and I'm not knocking on females. I'm not because I am one, but we have some amazing, super sharp, females out there and when you've got you know you're in the vehicle and you've got cleavage hanging out you, you know you're kind of seen a certain way maybe not taken as, as seriously as you should be when you're such a capable individual but not a, not a, all of us can just run out and go find a photographer and pay all these fees you know what man there are so many different ai platforms out there i, I spent 40 bucks or 39.99 uploaded you know 20 selfies over the last year whatever the case whatever it was um, and two hours later, it generated a, an abundance of different renderings. Cause again, that's what AI is. It's machine learning, finding patterns and creating new renderings is, is this particular model that it uses. But they, I was shot. It was eerie how accurate I would say at least a fourth. Yeah. I would say about a fourth, a fourth of them were just so spot on and they came out fantastic. And I didn't even leave my couch. Like now there's no excuse for us as an industry, not to present ourselves as the professionals we really are. AI thinks I'm a man. Every time I try to use the AI stuff I see on Facebook and stuff, it thinks I'm a guy. Yeah, well, yeah, because that stuff is kind of jokey and kitschy. You know what I mean? And and they generally will ask you if you're a man or a female. No, it doesn't. It just gives me a beard. Well, I know on the so, kitschy stuff it does. Even if it asks you, though, dude, I'm telling you, there. Um, <laughs> Our, our buddy Chris Corville out there, bless his heart. Oh my God, it was hilarious. He had me rolling. Oh, I saw his. He had too. me rolling. Oh, oh, it was great. It was epic. It was hysterical. Yeah, uh, long poor guy. Hair. Yeah, Shout AI out to my him, buddy Chris you know. Corville. <laughs> Shout out to our buddy Chris Corville, man. That was that was hysterical. And I know it's it's happened to a few other people too. Um, I can't remember who it was. There was there was also a female where it says it literally thinks I'm a man and it kept generating her as a man. I don't remember who it was, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, look, it's no glitches. It's <laughs> learning, right? Machine learning, but it is still pretty eerie. What it can Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that is going to segue well into, into round three because it starts right after this. When choosing someone to help with your online marketing, make sure you go with someone that has years of experience. Our good friend Sally at Thrive has over 20 years of digital marketing experience. She can build you a beautiful 15-page sleek, interactive website, post on your social media platforms multiple times a week. She can do a video, an amazing CRM to manage and uh, maintain and nurture your clients, text, email marketing, review generation, 
a business listing on 60 plus search engines, including free voice networks, appointment scheduling, estimates, invoices, payment processing, and more. She will also create for you on uh, on Google, a Facebook page, in Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you need these for your businesses, she'll, she'll help you create those pages on all of those sites. If you already have these pages, she'll optimize them for you as well. Call or message Sally today. If you want to get started, you can reach her at 214-789-1651. Again, her name is Sally Brigance. Her number is 214-789-1651. And uh, you'll also get a landing page the day you sign up. When you send her a referral that signs up with her, she'll credit your billing account. Logos are also available. Um, and she also offers a lead generation service and SEO search engine optimization where she can uh, guarantee you to appear on the first page of Google or your money back. It is spelled T-H-R-Y-B. And you can find my good friend Sally Brigance, and that's spelled S-A-L-L-I-E, Brigance, B-R-I-G-A-N-C-E. And she can be reached once again at 214-789-1651. Round three. Don't go there with that one. Places not to use AI. So clearly Donna should not be using AI for headshots. No. So that's not going to it's not going to end well. I think I think <laughs> I think y'all are being goofy. So um I th- I think the idea here is is that AI needs to I and I and I and I said it before, it's a tool, guys. It's a tool that you can yeah. use that makes your life so much easier, but it's not going to do your damn job for you. And if you think that that's what you're hoping, if if that's what you're hoping for. And so if you're plagiarizing your chat GPT, I don't have any problem with you writing a narrative in Microsoft Word and copy and pasting it and going, hey, clean this up because that's you. And it's like, I would rather you sound professional through chat GPT than sound and not know the difference between then and then and there, there and there. I would rather chat GPT clean that up for you than you look like. Never mind. Then, then, then you come off because look, when I when I get an email or I read a post from somebody and they don't know the difference between then and then, or there, there and there, or two and two, and they don't know all of their homonyms and how to appropriately use them, and I'm reading that. If I get that from a from somebody, I have they already come down a notch in my in my in my brain. You know what I mean? I'm already going. Okay, it is. These are these are simple. Yeah, natural. These are simple things. These are rudimentary things that we have to be on top of. And if we're not on top of these rudimentary things, then why would I trust anything that you have to say about something that really matters and whether or not something is or isn't damaged? And that's really not fair. I first of all want to say that that's really not fair. Just because you're not well written doesn't mean that you don't know how to identify damage. And it doesn't mean that you don't know how to identify, but I'm telling you perception and optics matter. Perception and optics matter. And if you're, and if you're letting it do your work for you and you're just basically let and plagiarizing what it tells you, if you want an O and P argument and you want to tap it into a type it into a, as a prompt on a, on what I would do is I would go through, I would look at it. Then I would verify everything that it found. 
That's the other thing that I would do. Yeah. And I often will look yes. into, I will use it basically to kind of narrow my internet search down. Because one of the things that I do is I look for unbiased third-party source material. And what I mean by that is, is not just somebody, I'm talking somebody non-industry related. Let me give you an example. I had a fire truck park on a driveway and broke the driveway. That's a very common thing. Well, this carrier didn't want to pay for it. And they said that they were going to send out an engineer. And of course the engineer came out and said it was due to ground shifting. Right. But one of the things I did when I turned that in is I not only searched um, density of concrete, I searched density of concrete. This was without the, the assistance of AI. I searched the density of concrete. I searched the dry weight and the, in the, in the equipped rate, weight of, of fire trucks. I found different, the different, I, I looked at, I looked for the different, uh, you know, I looked at the picture of the fire truck that I had parked on the driveway, even though this claim was denied, I had a picture of the fire truck parked on the driveway, right where it was cracked. Right. And I went and pulled all of the specs for that fire truck. I called my buddy, who's a captain at the Irving fire department and said, what kind of fire truck is this? And, you know, he told me what it was. I pulled all of the specs, all of the weight, everything that I needed to know about that thing. And I turned that in as documentation. Now, that claim still got denied. How long did think, that take you? How long did that take me? Probably three hours. Yeah. How long did all of that research without without probably, AI take you? Probably three hours. You know what I mean? As opposed to plugging it into an AI and knowing that those were the things that I was looking for. Um, it yes. took me, you know, knowing that the different yeah, kinds of... Now you did, can do, and that's where now AI would have really shortened it. Go ahead. Well, and then now I've got, you know, where Google and some of these other platforms, you, you know, you can act, activate the AI, the, the, the photo option. Um, so you, so you, don't, yeah. maybe you don't know yep. what something is. You just take a picture of it. It, again, through AI and learning of patterns, pattern recognition from the image will pull up whatever mm -hmm. the heck it is. And again, it's like, it is shocking how accurate it is. It really is. I mean, I, I've won. Where, where so, is this photo contest? You can figure like, out that you know, truck and pull specs in 30 seconds. Right, exactly. And I would have had it and I would have downloaded it and attached the PDF to my proof of loss packet and I would have been done. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, and, and, yep. and, and it doesn't really matter what I just summarize it. And so sometimes I will copy and paste an entire document and, and ask chat, chat GPT to summarize it. I read, I read the summary, I pull it, put it in my own words. And then I put that in my report. Those are places. See, that's using it as a tool. There is no sense in driving a nail with a screwdriver here. You can actually pull out a hammer, and ChatGPT is sometimes the hammer that you need. And I say ChatGPT like I use the word Kleenex. Whatever, whatever sort of tool that you want to use, I am not. I am not advocating for ChatGPT in one way or the other. It is not the only option out there. But you can you can move it into some of those things that will help you tailor make this proof of loss packet, which is a huge part of what I believe in, um, and 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 how we explain what our report is. You know what I mean, and how you summarize and explain your report. And so, those are things that I do when I'm going to look for this third party source data. That it is really really good for that. And and if you're using it in that in that realm it's good but what you should not do is just let it do all of your research for you and you don't confirm it and you just put it out there as fact because if that claim 
goes not even to li- but if it goes to litigation and you find yourself in a deposition and you're submitting material that you don't know where it came from that is that is documentation fit for the trash can because you have got to be able to support it defend it and know where it comes from and because i think third party source data is really really important but if you're not doing the research and you're submitting it to an insurance carrier for reason to make a payment, I did a Google search or a chat GPT search is not a good enough reason. It's really not. You've got, you've got to go the extra mile and understand what you're putting out there as fact. I wouldn't say one of what I'm about to say is a way not to use it, but here's where I kind of fear its use being used against the insured. When an insured, let's say they use a chat bot or they use like somebody comes up with the turbo tax of claim handling, if you will. So an insured okay. logs in, insured starts to talk about their claim with if they start interacting with a chat bot and they use the word, you know, oh, water, you know, the dishwasher, whatever. And it flooded my house. Oh, flood. the word flood. Flood's not covered in your uh-huh. policy, right. you know, or, oh, man, you know, this mold up. Uh, Mold's not covered, you know, it, and it skips over that ability to say, ah, but that's a secondary effect of the actual cause of loss. So the power in the house went see... out and all my food rotted. Rot's not covered. Rot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just use the wrong one word incorrect. And it just so that's that's one of the concerns I have with where insurance companies may start to use, you know. AI to interact with the insureds. It's, it removes that. I don't know that, that, you know, AI can pick up on that. Okay. They said flood, but do they really mean flood? Whereas us, we would normally say that, Hey, you said flood, but did you really mean flood? I'm pretty sure it's just a regular water loss, you know, that kind well, of stuff. I mean, and and then the, the other thing is who owns like my kitchen who- flooded. <laughs> That's just the conventional <laughs> right. way to explain like, what happened. Uh, Exactly. So, and then, you know, the other, the other concern I have, and I don't know the answer to this. I haven't done the deep dive. I'm definitely not an AI expert. Um, But who owns all of the inputs? Who owns all of the chat interactions? Who, you know, where does all that information get stored? And can that also be used against an insured who may have said, you know, a, a term that was used innocently and unwittingly was it could be used against them down the road you know so maybe a claim didn't get filed but because they interacted with ai and it's now stored somewhere the, so those are some of the other Man, concerns i, I had even what thought not about to. god jess that because is that's an what, incredible that's what, yeah you're absolutely right I mean, you know what i'm saying right. their their biggest interest the insurance company's biggest interest is fraud detection And, you know, using predictive, you know, risk analysis, predictive, you know, you know, they're, they're trying to predict things. Well, the only way you can predict things is if you have a database from which, you know, a a benchmark, a foundation, you know, something can be compared, you know, that's where the patterns come into place. So, you know, as, as folks out there are interacting with AI, it's building the database from which to pull and identify patterns for predictive analysis. So that 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of, man, I love AI. I love, love AI, but there's, there's still some creepy questions out there about it. Right. And it, and, and, and I don't think it is anywhere near taking over the human role. Now, the military may be using it in some places like that, but I don't think it is anywhere near for public consumption to take over the human, the human role. Now, I think it may chew up some um, lower cost jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like Donna just saw Donna. Didn't you just see like something on Instagram or Facebook or something on one of the worldwide internets? Um, like a fully automated um, <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you see? I mean, cause I mean, it, it's like, what do you know? Cause North Texas it's yeah, we've got a fully automated. I mean, so it's chewing up some of those jobs, automation and, and, Artificial intelligence is already chewing up some of those lower those I hate to well, say let's see if we lower can, level is a bad word. That's see if the word. They get the order right, and then we'll know whether it's worth it to even. My question is: is in in the chances of it being more accurate there? Yeah, I would think so. You know, or or are they or is McDonald's customized? Or is it only automated where you have no customizations? I don't know, but does the ice cream machine work? That's what I. Would it think. will never work. It will <laughs> never ever work um but uh just let it go donna jeez <laughs> um no you're you're seeing some you're see, i think it's chewing up some of those entry-level jobs where our teenagers go learn the value of working in the workforce does that make sense yes. i think that that's probably the better way to put it it's where it, it is it's it, it's taking yes, some I'm of the, the, the younger workforce i am too I really am too. And, and so when you even went by, cause by the time they get into their 20 somethings and, and you've got real people needing real service or real answers to real questions and stuff like that, they stare at you like a calf staring at a new gate. You know what I mean? Like they is like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. And I could tell a story. I mean, I've got a million of these stories where the, the, uh, it's like, you need to go to the military. That's where you need to go. So, so that you can learn how to follow a process and, and problem solve with some, you know, you need to learn the critical thinking skills. That's the one thing the military taught me is critical thinking skills above and beyond any of the math classes that I had or how to figure out how to actually sit in class without taking notes. I mean, the military taught me how to solve problems and that is something that I learned. And I, that is one of the things that I see um, if they don't have some of these opportunities to work at 16, 17 and 18 years old, because these jobs are being taken, they're not learning these critical, these critical thinking skills that are required to actually help people when they need the help. And that is what I am finding. And this is not an indictment against AI in any kind of way or, or automation for that matter. That is the thing that I fear is that they're not going to be able to, solve some of these, you know, nuanced problems because your problem may be really, really specific. And if AI has never heard of your problem, guess what? It doesn't have an answer for your problem. It just is. What, what's kind of cool though, is it'll tell you that too. (laughs) It'll say, I'm sorry. Uh, prior to 2021, you know, this would be my answer. Anything more recent than that? I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for. It's like, uh, (laughs) so don't rely on it. 
yeah, right. And so, and so we're not there yet. I mean, so there, you've got to, you've got to weigh it in the, yeah. in, in the waning seconds of this episode. I mean, we're, it, it is, it is amazing that it is out there now for public consumption, but it is so far from reliable fact. It's not even funny. So that is my final warning on on the use of AI, whether it's in claims handling or customer service or whatever it is that you're using it in, understand that it is not a replacement for you doing your job. And you are still going to have to do your job and deal with people on a on a one on one basis. Still, that is that is the most critical thing that I can think of. Any final thoughts there, Jess? No, I think you nailed it. And it felt good too. <laughs> Felt real good. Yeah. Felt real good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed this or if you want to know, maybe you want us to have a guest on that can explain a little bit more about AI, please drop that down into the comments. Um, if you could also click like and subscribe so that um, you're notified when a new episode of the Rumble comes out, and if and as always, if you uh, if you know somebody that was looking for this information, please take some time to share it across your uh, across your social media platforms or email it to a friend. And uh, we will be back next week. But in the meantime, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And we will see you on the next one. I won't start it, but I damn sure won't finish it.